0: Hello, listener. It's New Game Plus, your pixel perfect podcast for all things gaming. I'm your host, Daniel, and I played Final Fantasy VII Remake.
1: I'm your co host, Antonio, and I've also played Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: And also, this way. Oh. (laughs) No, it's okay. Keep on going.
2: Right with it. My (laughs) name's Joe, and I almost lost Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, welcome to a spoiler cast of Final Fantasy VII Remake. We are not going to pull any punches here, so it's been just over a month since the game came out. We feel like it's a good time to finally get our thoughts out there, because we all you know with the exception of Antonio here apparently finished it a long time ago, we and me and Joe both recently finished the game. hmm Yes. So I'll, I'll kick things off here. I wanted to say this. I... Absolutely loved this game.
2: I am in 100% agreement. I went into this very open-minded, and I was not let down at all.
1: Yeah, and and speaking from somebody who I uh, the confession time, I never played the original. Um, I've only heard about stuff from the original from my friends. Uh, it was still an amazing, amazing ride, and. I think that this is one of those games that was absolutely worth the wait and worth the hype.
0: So, I actually that's a really interesting perspective, Antonio, because um, you know, me and Joe, we both played the original games. Joe can practically play that game blindfolded, and he has. And I Mm -hmm. have. Um, So, I kind of want to get your perspective here, like knowing only like you know the basicness of the story of Final Fantasy VII. Did anything feel like? lost you did anything feel like come out of nowhere like you didn't understand why certain things were so important Mm
1: -hmm. um a lot of the stuff with avalanche in the beginning was what kind of threw me off a little bit like not not in a bad way but like everybody was freaking out over uh over jesse and biggs and wedge getting so much screen time and so much character development i'm like and i'm just sitting here like yo i love these characters but my friends were (laughs) like oh my god Look at all of this backstory and lore that we're getting from them. It's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I did absolutely love how they. F- this was a complete flush out of that first section of Final Fantasy VII. I loved everything about it. There were characters in there that I didn't know were actually part of the original lore of Fantasy. I didn't know Johnny. Well, I forgot that Johnny was a thing in the original Final Fantasy.
2: Yeah, Johnny was there from Sector Seven on. Or yeah, the first the first time you go to Sector Seven, you see Johnny from there. He's kind of poked in throughout the rest of the game, but he's not, he didn't have the screen time like he did in this one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and um, same thing with, uh, and they even brought in characters from like the um, compilation of Final Fantasy VII from like side stores, like the books, like um, Kyrie, um was on there. Uh, apparently, I didn't notice that. Um, who else was there? There were other characters, like Leslie is apparently a semantic universe character.
1: Yep. Huh. I didn't know Leslie was a was an expanded universe character. He just fit in really well.
2: Mm-hmm. I believe I believe Leslie was from Crisis Core. If I'm not wrong, if I'm not incorrect here.
0: So yeah, let's let's like kind of let's talk about that. How they basically looped in Crisis Core, Dirge Cerberus, before Crisis. There was don't say they the were... D word. You have <laughs> to face it, Antonio. We went to the goddamn lab. I mean, you' right. <laughs> I was See, shocked. That's,
2: that's actually the only part of this game that I didn't get, because I, I've played Dirge, but I have not beaten Dirge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell is this? It's cool, but why? I didn't understand any of why that was there. But, yeah, that happened.
0: Yeah, no, so let, let's kind of talk about all these, um, all these big things that they kind of added fo- into the fold. Um, so not only did they show the lab from Dirge of Cerberus, they make reference to S-Types, G types. So, you know, somehow, maybe down the line, we might have reference to Genesis or Genosis, whatever his name is. Gact. Gact, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Gact. That's
2: that's the thing because that's never touched on in the original game ever because Genesis wasn't a character then. No. You know, he he wasn't even conceptualized until Crisis Core.
3: mm -hmm.
0: Until Gact pulled in the dump truck full of money and said, hey, put me in the game. (laughs) Yeah. So since we're going full spoiler mode territory here, um, I kind of want to, I really want to get into speculation here because when I was playing the game, I I thought in my head, like when I, somebody asked me, how do you, uh, how do you think of the game? Like, how do you feel about those Evangelion rebuild movies? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because yeah. So the term remake makes a lot of sense with this game. Now it, and I I definitely want to mention this because
2: it's something I talked about on my stream the other night. I I like and I picked up on this early how the game is aware of itself happening, and by mm-hmm. that I mean it knows that the story's been told before, mm-hmm. and it's kind of pushing that fate thing, which I I really actually like the idea of that. How they're going to work bigs into that now being alive and Zach being alive? I don't understand. And mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still on the fence about that. Zach is hands down my favorite Final Fantasy VII universe character, so I'm just like, yeah, Zach's awesome, but he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with that, but um, it really gives them a lot of room to take this game in a unique direction.
0: Yeah, um, like the from the moment you see Aerith. And the way she acts, like, it makes you realize. I think she knows way more than she's letting on.
1: Oh, she absolutely does. Yeah,
2: like, and, and, I mean, that's something that's kind of touched on in the original is that Aerith would not have died had she not known that she had to. You know, mm-hmm. like, she knew that was going to happen. She knew, so she's always been aware of the situation and what she has to do, what her destiny is. And Sephiroth, on the opposite side of that coin, is also aware of the game's kind of fate timeline it's going on and mm-hmm. red 13 just being so in tune with the planet seems to have an idea himself
0: and even marlene like once you make contact with that uh, with Erith and suddenly mm-hmm. suddenly so calm and recognizes her like wait why do you know so much all of a sudden mm-hmm. um i i love this like idea of like hey this is Not only is this like a remake, this is a sequel to the original game. That's how I'm reading into it right now. This is a sequel to the original Final Fantasy.
2: And to anybody who has a problem with it, I've said this. Um, You know, you've liked every iteration of Batman that ever came out. You've liked every iteration of Spider-Man came out. They're all the same basic story with some variants to them, you know? So Mm -hmm. why is it so wrong for them to do that with Final Fantasy?
1: Yeah. It's like like, they could have... Square could have just taken the easy route and been like, "Here's Final Fantasy VII, but way prettier with a new fight system." But they yeah. knew that a lot of people already knew about. Excuse me, uh, they already knew about Seven and its yeah. story. They
2: you're, knew you're, how it went. So you get, no, you get no surprise then. Why would I wait 15 years and not want something
0: a new experience? Yeah, you know. You know and boy, you, did they give us new experience
1: yeah to to just Uh, constantly have things of even even just smaller things of like wait how are they still alive or like that's not how that happened in the original
0: Mm -hmm. like wait a minute why are we making reference to crisis core storyline with like with president shinra like right off the bat they mentioned are these the same avalanche that attacked you back in um i forgot what the area was but that that's a reference to crisis core Mm yep yep Holy crap. Um and that's
2: that's the other thing. Avalanche in the original was not this organization like they are in, in this game. The in this game Avalanche is a multi, you know, headed hydra of an organization where you've got different uh, teams of Avalanche in different places, you know, they were sending uh helicopters to get everybody out and stuff like that. So that's a whole different outlook on how Avalanche works. It's not just a ragtag group of
0: goons it's uh, a systematic organization they completely flush it out like with so many other things um i want to ask you guys what were some of your like favorite characters that got a super huge flesh out in final fantasy 7 remake
2: i mean everyone's answer should be jesse right yeah
0: <laughs> argument against that that's for sure <laughs>
1: I mean, I th- I think out of all of them, I I really liked Wedge. Wedge was just adorable from from frame one, and I loved that they just kept giving him screen time. And like, he's a, he's a fucking cinnamon roll. And I love him.
0: Yeah, because I remember in the original Final Fantasy VII, like you barely said two words to Wedge, and then you know when the place fall, you're supposed to feel something for when he falls off. But here, like like from like the moment. Like few after a few conferences, isn't like I wanted to protect this guy. I wanted to make sure he's all right.
2: It's it's the thing I said from the moment that we all realized that like they made Jesse Biggs and Wedge such good characters. It's Square saying, "Oh, you want a fucking remake, do you? <laughs> well, we're gonna give it to you, and you're gonna hate us for it because now you love these characters, and we're just gonna kill them."
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like I was I was hoping, and and I mean. Now I, ha- now I do have hope, but it still, it's still hurt to see each of their individual death scenes. Oh, that
0: was rough. And then you get that. And then they, when you see when I'm still alive, like, wait a minute. It's,
1: yeah, it's like now I, now I don't know. Like, I legitimately don't know. It's like, yeah. Did cool. you
0: notice when Biggs is waking up, you see Jesse's glove and headband? I did not catch that. Oh, shit. I didn't so, catch that. I don't know what that implies. That could imply Jesse's still alive, or 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 this is somebody like points out to me like, what if she still lives if Zach's still alive? Hmm.
1: So so here's here's the theory that I'm and and apologies for like going like big boy jump.
0: Please, Um, by all means, we this is like we're trying to like get our excitement out of this. So
1: if you noticed the end scene, right where where it shows Zach. Beating the ambush, and he's alive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a potato chip bag goes across the screen
2: with the dog Stampy. on it
1: with, with Stamp, who is mm-hmm. a different breed than the Stamp that we know. Oh, yeah. So, the question is is that like an alternate universe that is now merged? Is there a new timeline? Like,
0: because there's one thing I noticed about that scene, also, is like when. After he beats the ambush, you kind of see a small explosion, and you f- it feels like you see a new Midgar show up mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's, yeah, that's, all all of the, uh,
1: that's all like of the whispers just dying because, like, we you you killed the the Whisper Harbinger.
0: Yeah, you killed the the Sephiroth trio from, from Evan Children. Mm-hmm. See, did you, did I, you catch that I by way?
2: <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be them. I think it was supposed to be you fighting yourself. Yeah,
1: that's, I thought, what I was that's supposed what, that's to what be because one of them was a gun, one of
2: them was one of them fist. was long range, one of them was short range with a sword, and the other one was like a healer, like Arif. Yeah,
0: well, because I when I when you read the assess description, it also says one fights with a sword, one fights with a gun, and one fights with his fist. Oh. Those three characters, that's what they, that was. Those were the weapons for the Seth from the Sethra trio, yeah. also. Kadaj, Lowe's. They, they and... came from a future timeline and they're here to protect the past that brought them to your life. Jesus fuck
1: this got like super Kingdom Hearts.
2: Okay. That makes yeah. They 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 they're definitely that that's the only complaint I have about this whole game. That that fought, that boss fight was so Kingdom Hearts. Oh boy was me. it was, it's... sickening. Like <laughs> I liked it because like I, I liked how you had to cripple one of them and it actually hurt the big guy and stuff like that. But I'm I'm so glad that that's not where they ended it. I'm so glad that they gave you that sweet fight against Sephiroth at the very end, dude. It was so good.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I might be pointing a gun to my own head here, but me personally, I'm slightly disappointed by how much Sephiroth we got. Like I felt like we got too much Sephiroth. I feel like they blew their. Forgive me for being crashed here, but it's the only they way they blew I can, their load. They blew to the Decephilode way too much.
2: See, I think they did it tastefully, though. Like, they did it in a way that up until the end when you actually fight him, every time he was on screen, like, I gotta chill up my spine. He was just this ominous, yes. terrifying being that they made in this game. He wasn't so evil, cartoony, bad guy. You know, like, I'm gonna take over the world. You know, he was... Really, really systematically put into the game in a way that, like, you know, every time Cloud's brain would tweak or whatever, and you'd see Sephiroth it's like, "Oh man, you could just feel how pissed
0: off Cloud was." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but the reason why I it kind of bothers me a bit because it makes it gives me a fear, and maybe I'm being completely irrational, but I fear that as we go along and get get more games in the series. We're gonna get up with her and be like, all right, Cloud, you've come this far. Now you must help me fight the true enemy. I'm fearing that like potential idea. Oh that
1: oh that like oh but there's <laughs> actually been someone the behind the scenes. We have to fight Square Enix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have to go to Japan and fight the head of Square Enix. Oh god. I, I but I'm I'm probably uh, being irrational here.
2: If, yeah, if, the, if the final boss fight of the third part of this game is Tetsuo Nomura, I'm, I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'll do that. I will gladly fight Tetsuo Nomura I, for this. I
2: hope,
1: that it's a, I hope there's a bonus fight, though, of like somebody See, from Square. Because
2: I know Square likes to do like,
3: that.
2: Here's my problem with that. And I'm going to jump to a different Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy 9. Mm-hmm. The game makes sense. All the way to the last boss. And then you're like, what the fuck is this thing, <laughs> and why? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you beat Final Fantasy IX. Are you familiar with it? I can't say with I it? have. I, I I'm can't say with it. Well, anyone who's listening, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, like, the main character who you think is the main bad guy throughout the whole game, like, you beat him, and then there's just this other thing, and you're like, well, what the fuck is that thing? Oh,
1: the blue-haired dude.
2: Kuja. Yeah. He's, yeah, Kuja's the bad guy. Like, he's... He's who you expect the final boss to be, and then,
3: and then it's, it's not. Just
2: like, no, fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler cast. Yeah, great game though. Mm-hmm. I still love Final Fantasy, but yeah, I don't want to see that be the case in Seven because in Seven, the final bad guy is always Sephiroth. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. In, in Advent Children, it becomes Sephiroth. You have to because he's this. In the original story, this is even explained how he becomes basically eternal. He cannot. Be fully
0: killed and dissolved into the life stream. That's why he keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Which kind of brings us to a point. A point I kind of saw here. At least this is my current like head theory: is that this Sephiroth is the same Sephiroth from the end of Evan Children. Yeah, and I, I think across all of Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth is Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. He's he that's is. why he's so aware of things. That's why he makes references to Evan Children. He says some of the same lines from that fight. He does. In fact, that fight
2: looked where where it was just Cloud and him, it looked a lot like the Advent Children fight. That scene yeah. leading up to it. It was it was it was really cool. Where Midgar was like kind of just falling to ruin and stuff. It was a really cool part of the game. But I mean, and this this goes back to the original lore where Sephiroth, you don't actually run into Sephiroth physically until the very end of the game in the original. That's Genova. Yeah. That is not yeah. Sephiroth. And in this game, I think it's the same case. I think it's still Sephiroth is living in the live stream, able to manifest himself physically in the real world. But because he's living in the live stream, he's he's just constantly surrounded by all this knowledge of the planet and everything like that, and what's going to happen and what has happened.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the reason why he's also so you know he's so easily affecting Clouds because you know, Cloud was injected with Sephiroth cells, if I remember correctly,
2: Genova cells. No, Genova, Genova
0: cells. Yeah, Genova cells. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. that's why so, you know Cloud's a big target for him,
2: right? So Zach and Zach and Cloud were both, in fact, I- injected with Genova cells after the Nibelheim incident. Mm-hmm. And um, unlike regular um, soldiers who were showered in Mako, they were actually injected with Genova cells after the after Cloud killed Sephiroth, and they both got put into the the tubes with Hojo. Yeah,
1: yeah. Can can yeah. we can we just speak about Hojo for just a minute?
0: Oh, because, god, I love hating Hojo. Mhm. God, Hojo <laughs> like everything job. about
1: everything about Hojo was fucking spot on. The voice actor, the models, the just like the the ominous music that always followed him around. Just ah. There's,
2: oh. there's actually a part of Hojo that I wanted to bring up and I it was something subtle and I wanted to touch on this. In the original game, it's understood that Hojo is Sephiroth's father to Lucretia.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In
2: this game, I don't think that's going to be the case. Really? He said, he said at one point uh, after after Palmer was going on about Sephiroth roaming the halls, and mm-hmm. he's like, I, "I wish I I wish I could you know get a uh, get a face to face. I would love to see their child." Oh, mm. fuck. Who he's talking about, I think, is Vincent and Lucretia.
3: Oh, uh. because
2: that's been a fan theory from the original game: is is Vincent Sephiroth's father with Lucretia? Even though Hojo and Lucretia were together, I think the story is going to go that she was messing around on Hojo with Vincent, which is why Hojo shot Vincent and had no problem experimenting on the baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Because Holy it shit!
2: It's like that's my I'd like. I think that story makes more sense than Hojo just experimenting on his own child with his that wife. That just
0: makes him even more of a bastard. Oh I yeah, know, it's
2: just, it's just like, yeah, yeah. That 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 theory, like if it was actually his kid, he was experimenting on, and his wife, that would prove the insanity of Hojo. But the other story of him experimenting on Vincent and the, you know, out of spite and out of out of um, jealousy would kind of touch on a different part of his personality. So I'm anxious to see where they go with that. But I I caught when he said that he would like to meet their offspring, I think was what he specifically said.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Some other things I kind of want to touch upon, like some stuff I really liked about the game. I love the entire Wall Market uh, chapter. So good. Oh
1: my god, yes.
0: <laughs> like, like I remember in the general game, Walmart was like, okay, you get there, you get the dress, and you're done. Here I spent, like, nearly two full days of gaming playing this section alone.
2: Yeah, and I actually, I called this when I, I did a video before the game came out on uh, my, my predictions for it. And I was right about one thing. Um, you have to do the Honey Bee in, in this game. It was mm. an o- it, it was an option in the original. You could completely skip mm-hmm. it, never step foot in the place. But I was like, you know, with with today's day and age and the amount of hype surrounding the cross-dressing thing, they have to do it. You're going to have to do this. And just the whole Walmart, it was such a it
0: had such ambience. It had such a really cool vibe to it. I really loved it. And You know, you got to you got to explore so many different things. Like I, you know, um, I remember what the original one of the original enemies of Final Fantasy VII, the Hell House. And I was thinking, like, how are they, how are they gonna do this silly ass monster in Final Fantasy remake? And then you get that that boss fight in the Coliseum. Like, oh, that's how you make him to a boss.
1: That (laughs) that was so much fun. (laughs) That. That was one of my favorite Ooh. boss fights in the
0: game. It was I'm it was annoying because I sent me raging, yeah.
1: I, I brute forced it. I didn't realize you could uh, like you had to actually pay attention to the color of the windows for elemental weaknesses.
2: Yeah, there were uh, people on my when I was streaming, there were people in my chat telling me that. They're like, hey, look at the colors. I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> Moron.
0: I'm not gonna lie, Antonio. I brute forced it too, because I was I was pissed off about that fight.
1: You know, I I mean it I mean it worked. It was just Cloud doing mm-hmm. cloud things, air doing mm-hmm. air things, dodging, and that—that mm-hmm. that was the—that was the fight that finally had me realize, oh wait, CPUs always target whoever you're controlling. Okay, hold on, let me manipulate this.
2: <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. realize that until the Genova fight near the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. It did not even dawn on me until then that that's what um, happened.
0: So let's talk about some of like the char- Let's talk about our main characters here. Um, I want to say. They did a great job of showing Cloud as you know Cloud is the stereotype of being like the emo y guy who is always so depressed about everything it's so like they made Cloud to be a a huge dork who thinks he's cool. Well who see, tries the, to be cool.
2: That's that's straight from Crisis Core though. He's supposed to he's supposed to be Zack. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't real so after so what happens in Crisis Core the 5 years before Nibelheim Sephiroth burns Nibelheim to the ground. Cloud kills Sephiroth th- by throwing him into the life stream, mm-hmm. and also suffers a wound himself. Zack also suffers a near-fatal near wound. Hojo takes them both, puts them in the Shinra mansion. Cloud comes out of that with Mako poisoning because him not being a soldier, he was not ready for that amount of Mako to be in because he mm-hmm. put Mako tubes. Cloud was never a soldier. Mm-hmm. Zack, having been a soldier was the Mako didn't bother him. So when they broke out, Cloud was a potato. Like, he couldn't Mm. fend for himself. And (laughs) he had Mako poisoning, which is, you know, fucks with your brain. So Zack escapes, gets to, you know, where he died in the original, and he tells Mm -hmm. Cloud, you need to be my living legacy. From that point Ah. on, until the end of the game, near the end of the game, where Tifa helps Cloud find himself in the... In the live stream in Medill, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is Zach. That is Zach's personality. He comes mm-hmm. off as much more crass than he is and much more you know, like Old. confident, cold.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like and, and it, that's why when um who was it? Hojo's talking to him and he says, You were never a soldier, he wigged out because in his brain and then, in his mind he's And then Zach. the
0: canon ghosts go like, oh, wait oh, a right. minute. It's- right so i know they're called the whispers but i always call them the canon ghosts
2: <laughs> because yeah everybody bitched in advent children about how different clouds personality was and i was like well if you played crisis core he was the same as when he was in advent children he was that mopey depressed mm-hmm. emo guy
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: for most of the actual final fantasy 7 game he's trying to be zach
0: mm-hmm. um i i absolutely loved barrett new barrett here
2: yes
1: I'm. I'm just gonna say this right now. Barrett, out of all the party members, was the best. I love him. He is the best dad.
0: <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, I. I screamed when uh, he got stabbed by Sephiroth.
3: Oh my dude!
0: And I, I think, oh, do they have the balls coming. to do this? Are they gonna have the balls to kill off Barrett in the first game? Seriously, wait, no.
2: I was. I was like, okay, this is different. I'm.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: still into this with an open mind. But what the fuck?
1: <laughs> god if they if they would have kept him dead i would have freaked out
0: um i want to say that, that awful, would have yeah.
1: proven that square was like no we're we're, we're going off <laughs> we're going full off the rails now
0: we're throwing out the script ladies and gentlemen yep. uh i i love how like the the banter between cloud and barrett kind of like changed as you go along the game like you know obviously when they first started working together there it's very combative very i hate you i hate you, i know i don't care and then by the end of the game you get the you really do get that sense of camaraderie especially um did you do the stairs when yes. you went when you the, do the stairs
2: <laughs> gotta do the stairs
0: <laughs> um that so scene good. alone was so worth it and i did climb every 59 steps it oh, was yeah. fantastic um but, but yeah like the, like especially after the fights so, like you get, like um you get it was a good job and cloud would say thanks like that's not how the game started, and I really did enjoy that.
2: It was, it was yeah, because you see it, especially in the boss fights, because that's where you get the most banter. The first boss fight where they're, you know, it's Cloud and Barrett versus Scorpion, but also Cloud and Barrett versus each other because they don't trust each other yet. That's not there, you know, and, and as the game goes on, yeah, you, you notice the the talking changes, their attitudes change. I think... The, the voice actor. I can't think of his name right now, and I got it wrong on Twitter once. <laughs> but the voice actor that did Barrett, I think, did just the best job. You could tell, and I saw a video of him playing Final Fantasy VII, the original, with the voice actor for Aerith, who'd never played it before. And you could tell he was a fan of the series and a fan of the game. And you could see it, that in his
1: performance. I think it was John Eric Bentley, from what I'm seeing. There you
0: go. Yep. Hmm. Um. So... You know, for for a lot of ways, like Barrett was sort of like the secondary main character because it was almost just as much as his story as it was Cloud's. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Now, I will say now again, as as far as that goes, I love Barrett, but as far as gameplay goes, it goes oh, out God. to Tifa. Tifa is yes. a monster. She is just lays down damage harder than anybody.
1: Oh yeah, like harder than Cloud. Like you, you get her final weapon. And then you stagger somebody, and then it's like, okay, yeah, here's like 200% damage multiplier. Here's this big attack.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, had, Tifa was a fantastic. I love this take on Tifa. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was very, like, I, I love how you gave her the dimension. Like, she is, she both supports the cause, but she's always unsure, like, am I doing more harm than good as Avalanche? I absolutely right. love that.
2: Yeah, she she has a lot of side comments, especially in the part where you're trying to get the lights on with Barrett, Cloud, and Tifa, and she's just like well, you were trying to get to the fifth reactor. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you can tell she's just like, is this even worth going through all this trouble for and stuff? So, she has that mentality and she makes the offhanded comments to Barrett a lot of the time, which
0: I think's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile also trying to gently prod cloud to try and explain to those guys like you can tell like right away like it's been what the, and when cloud says it's been five years and then she goes like wait what mm-hmm. since we last saw each other no it hasn't uh i actually like you can tell it's, like she wants to ask cloud like right away like wait what's going on why are you being so weird and again
2: that's because cloud is zach mm-hmm. she doesn't know zach she doesn't know that personality so what she sees is someone who she knew being a completely different
0: person. Mm-hmm. Who was gone for so long but as some talking about things that as far as she knows shouldn't have, she he shouldn't know.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he had, that you find later in the story that he was in Nibelheim 5 years ago. He just wasn't that soldier guy. Mm-hmm. He was Yeah. a regular countryman.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um let's see what else I kind of want to touch on with this remake. Um kind of say this I would not be shocked if we'd never see Roach again a- at all. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of desperate. If I only had my nitpick about one thing about Final Fantasy Remake is, what the fuck was the point of Roach? Uh,
2: he was just there to be cool. Was he cool, though? He was pretty cool. I thought he was. I, I think, <laughs> I think he was. I think he had the potential to be cool, but I think they went way too uninspired with his voice acting. Like, Do you think so? He had such a small handful of things that he would say. Well like while you were fighting, it was like, Okay, I've heard you say the same shit thirty mm-hmm. times, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and Be- I, I, I kinda got bored with him really fast that way. I expected to see him near the end of the game during the same chase. The, the motorcycle fight, that
0: would have a perfect time to reintroduce him. And like he, he actually ends up like helping you or something as like a second ally. I don't know. That or he tries to or he or he fight him again and for the last mm-hmm. time, for all we know.
2: That being said, the motorcycle part, holy shit.
0: <laughs> give give <laughs> me a game the, of nothing but motorcycle parts.
2: I was on the edge of my seat and just like, I was into that. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So freaking good.
1: <laughs> so that actually brings up a good question. What was your favorite and least favorite boss fight in the game? Mm hmm. Oh geez. Because I know I I know <laughs> I know Joe knows what my top it's, and my bottom are.
2: The 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 definitely Rufus is my least favorite. Yeah. That, because like and, and you made a point. Even in the fight with Reno, like he couldn't just parry and counter you all the time. Rufus, if you tried to attack him head on, he got parried and countered every time. It was so repetitive yeah. and shitty. I hated yeah. that fight so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like you have to you and and
1: this is and the reason why I think the reason why I hate it even more is because it comes right off the heels off of the the Genova Dreamweaver fight, which was Mm -hmm. my favorite um, where like everybody shines. There's a moment where you want to use range There's a moment where you want to back off. There's a moment where you want to focus on the tentacles and like I found myself always switching to every like character just taking on different things and it felt like that was what this battle system was meant for
2: that fight yeah that definitely that fight definitely hit all the right points like it it felt i'm trying to think like you said it it felt kind of like the first time i played grand theft auto 5 actually where you where (laughs) you learn you switch between the characters in a Mm. close combat situation you're like oh man this is this is smooth. This feels good, and it, it and feels was, coordinated. It feels coordinated. It feels like this is what you're supposed to be doing. But yeah, the Rufus fight—it was just pointless. Uh, and again, mm. I mean, it was a one-on-one fight, so you had—you don't have that. But I don't know. I think my favorite, though, boy, I liked the final boss fight with Sephiroth. Oh, mm.
0: wow. That was—I really—that's up there. I mean, yeah,
2: that—that was—that was—that—that that was like, I didn't expect to actually have to
0: fight him yet. Mm-hmm. But um um, I also did like how apparently who joins doing that fight is very un- I I don't know what the like what what the stats are like. Who how, what the terms that? But it's different. Like, for a lot of people, it's different. It's different uh, allies every time.
1: So it's actually dependent on your actions in the Harbinger fight. Really? Um, like every time you use like an ATB skill for a character it raises their points up by like x amount or if you do a limit break with that person uh, not... it'll it'll do that so the whatever your top 2 are determines plus cloud yeah plus plus cloud determines who mm-hmm. you're going to end up with
2: and see i got that harbinger fight.
0: that was that was mine yeah same I,
2: I got through that harbinger fight almost near the end until i realized you could switch characters out <laughs> I didn't even realize you could. So I was like, I need Aerith. I need to heal. I was like, where the fuck's Aerith at? <laughs> and I never, I didn't realize it till like, it was just about dead. And I was like, oh shit. Wait, you can actually call in your outer party member during that time? I swear there was a thing that said change characters at the top of my screen.
0: No fucking way. No way. Absolutely- I didn't realize
2: it till like right at the end that you could actually, I think you could swap out the character. I have to look again now because I'm second guessing myself, but. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll double check that though. Yeah. So what'd you guys think? What'd you guys think of Don Corneo?
1: I loved him. He was that guy you just love to hate.
2: They made him so schmarmy in this. Like he
0: was just <laughs> it was so gross. I was, I love the line
1: of just like, when does somebody reveal their plans?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He just—he was just a snake, and you just—you could just sit, just like this slimy,
0: gross human being. and You're just like,
2: fuck this guy. <laughs> the and then you
0: have his 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 three what do you call him? The the three uh, pickers or something like that. Uh, you have uh, Andrea. You have uh, chocobo salmon. Oh
2: yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the um, big three. The girl, lady, your miss, whatever the hell. Madam M. Is. Hat
0: hand Madame. lady. Yeah right. Hand job lady. Yeah.
3: Hand job.
1: Dude, oh,
0: I so love it. She dropped on your hands. That oh, that
1: scene God. was great. That scene that was scene fucking was hilarious.
0: hilarious. I paid the extra money.
2: <laughs> I did too. I spent all the money. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, you, you got them, like you get to know their backstory and then like, oh yeah, you, you think they're cool. And then, then I feel like I I sometimes and I think about like, wait a minute, oops. Like, they're in and trafficking. Why are you mm-hmm. feeling sympathy for them? If you mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. Don't and I think like, oh, that's just like typical JRPG. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I know they're doing horrible things, but if you know their backstory and you get to know them, you forgive them. Like, no, I don't.
3: Not
2: in this mm-hmm. no case. You know, I, I want to take us back a second to the beginning yeah. of the game. Um, when we, when I, I did, I think, a 12-hour stream when I first played it, I think one thing they did an amazing job of in this game was letting you really realize the carnage that you created. Like at the end of that first Mako reactor, when you're like walking through Sector Eight and everything's just fucked, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Like I never even realized the scope of what we did mm-hmm. until I saw it like this. You know, you, you see people on the side, you hear the conversations. Excuse me, as you're walking through, you know, people are like, "Where's this person? Where's where's mommy?" Blah blah blah, crying and freaking out, and you're like, "Wow, that that was fucked up."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it feels like like. It, like a very realistic disaster, like people like, okay, well, where do we go from here? Like, right. is our is our family safe? Who do we know that we can go live with right now?
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, people and, being stuck at the, at the train station and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about one also plot point about this. Speaking of like disasters, when you get to the plate falling and you manage to change enough that people actually manage to, you know, evacuate before the plates fall. Um, and you get to see how pissed off Shinra is because he's like, "This was supposed to be a major disaster with a lot of casualties," and then, and and then you find out like, but then we don't have, we didn't get nearly as much as we wanted. Like, holy crap! I can't wait for you to die.
2: <laughs> yeah, Shinra really um, concreted themselves in as the bad guys in this one. Oh boy, did they! And, and back to the back to the first Mako reactor, or Mako reactor. Jesse's bomb did exactly what she intended it to do. It disabled Mm -hmm. the reactor. And then President Shinra ordered a laser to shoot it. Which is why the explosion was bigger than Jesse ever intended it to be. That's Mm -hmm. something she spoke about in the original. She's like, I didn't think my bomb would do this. I must have made a mistake. She's blaming Mm -hmm. herself when in reality it wasn't her.
1: It was was all a, uh, what is it, like, false flag operation.
0: Right. It was gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah a little bit it
0: was mako it, it, lighting yeah <laughs>
2: and then you get two Ugh. other characters who I think they did a brilliant job with giving the extremes of their personality Heidegger and Scarlet.
3: oh Holy.
2: boy <laughs> oh my gosh like they were in, in the original you only really run into Heidegger twice in your mm-hmm. party like you don't you only actually come in physical contact with them twice and it's not until Meteor's summoned, and then again at the end of the game when you fight the prod prod cl- proud prod claude with her and mm-hmm. him and Scarlet. Mm-hmm. And you never, other than that point with the prod claude, come in contact with Scarlet except for Tifa on the make the Mako gun.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So the fact that they're more involved in this storyline this time, and they're just like
0: the worst people.
2: <laughs> and and he really- have
0: Reed, poor Reeves out there trying to like I'm trying to make the world a better place but yeah. th- my job sucks.
2: Yeah, and you, and you you really see his motivation for what, you know, what he does with creating mm. Kate Sith oh. in the future and kind of
0: being the inside guy. I did I did appreciate the early Kate Sith cameo, but then I thought like if people have never played the original game, they're going to be so confused by kind that. Like, like, what like the games.
2: hell is this thing?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, not, another kind of small adjustment they made to the story that I really enjoyed was the mayor. Yeah. yeah. In the original game, he was just, he was just pissed off at Shinra. It had nothing to do with avalanche, you know, being, being avalanches inside guy. He just hated his job. He knew he was a figurehead. He knew he wasn't important to, you know, his, his bosses. So actually giving him a solid role and be like, Oh, this is avalanches inside person. Made a lot of sense when you go into the Shinra building and it's like, oh, suddenly all the alarms are off and I'm not getting attacked by anybody, you know.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It does, yeah. It's like, then it is true. Like you think, like, didn't you think one person would notice? Hey, uh, we have uh, three strangers here. I'm pretty sure you are our most wanted. Why aren't we doing it? Like, did no one sound an alarm?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a guy with a gun on his arm and another man carrying a 200-pound sword. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's sure three it o'clock, Mister Shinra. Don't worry. <laughs> that's, just a, that, that, that's the only part of that that, like, it kind of suspends your reality. there's all these people in business suits, and there's, you know, Cloud walking around with a giant sword. It's like, that didn't trigger anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no one question. Oh, and then you probably think, oh, they're just going through that uh, Shinra testing facility. That's all it is. Like,
2: everything's normal here.
0: <laughs> let him mm-hmm. hang out with Chadley, that weirdo.
2: Cloud would make sense because he, he's dressed like a soldier. But Barrett, you know, I mean. <laughs> He's like seven foot tall, and his right arm's a machine gun. Like nobody and nobody working for Shinra looks like that. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: All right, so l- let's kind of wind it down here. Um, I know there's so much more we want to talk about here, but uh, we're knowing what we know of the game now. Where do you think this game is going now? Because obviously, the, the reason my personal feeling, the reason why it's not called Remake Part One, is because from here on out, we're gonna get almost a completely if. Well, a different story like maybe it was like similar beats from the previous series at all but uh, things are so different now I don't know how they're gonna where they're gonna go with this series
1: I would love for them to like do a naming convention similar like to the .hack GU games somebody actually mentioned this in Joe's stream when he was streaming it but I would love for them to be to have them be titled like a three-part series and have mm-hmm. it be remake relive remember
0: that ooh, that's cool. good or like remake uh, reunion because of what happens in the second part of the game, you know, yeah. you have the big reunion and then um I don't know, I don't know what he called the third one, but it'd be then a rename. Yeah.
2: See, I think given the the fate aspect of the storyline, they're gonna have to keep it adjacent to the original. Or parallel, I guess, to the original would be the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It, it can't it can't go so far out in left field that it doesn't make sense. Like there's still a struggle for her planet. Sephiroth is still at large and a problem. Mm. Aerith has to die. Like, there's no way the story works where she doesn't die.
1: Yeah. Like, what I I would like, um, and I was talking about this uh, with another friend of mine, Um, it'd be interesting to see if they end up doing a plot where Aerith doesn't die, and then that ends poorly, and you have to go back, and right Fix your it. own wrong and you have to make that sacrifice
2: see you start talking time travel and shit like that Ooh. it just starts it starts sounding like final fantasy 8 because that <laughs> what you was that you story? Mean kingdom hearts
1: because they're going full <laughs> uh,
2: you know that <laughs> i i, I want to see them get away from that <laughs> stop 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 the kingdom hearts thing mm-hmm. i mean an, Unless their goal is to show where Cloud ends up in Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Just
1: fucking leave it alone. Big plan, Kingdom Hearts
2: remake. So let's say let's say the story goes the way we know it does. Mm -hmm. Like to to an extent where the major plot points have to happen. I personally think the next game is ending right where Aerith dies or should die.
3: Hmm.
2: I think that would be, because someone brought this up in my stream. Like, well, wasn't the original game three discs? I was like, yes, but the third disc was only like a tenth of the game, because right. it was it was all the final cutscene and the final boss was the final fight was Sephiroth. Have you ever noticed in the original, the final fight was Sephiroth? The graphics are way better than the rest of the game, mm-hmm. because they jammed all that they could into that last disc to make that work. So. Mm. Aerith dying, I think, is in the original a halfway point. But I think the way they flesh the story out, it could be
0: the end of the second third of the story. hmm Um, you know, I the way I'm seeing it is like I would love it to see if it's you know, you do all this to try to prevent Aerith dying at the, and at the very end, Aerith the one who's like goes like, No, I I have to do this. Like even at mm-hmm. first Ares is like part like all with the plan like making sure she lives, like and then Eris is one that tries to convince you Cloud, like, "Hey, Cloud, I have to, I have to go see, do this, man." See, that would you know? be,
2: that would be an interesting, an interesting take on it. And I mean, like, they've already proven that they want to keep the storyline to the same end point by killing Wedge there at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something I don't know if everybody caught that, but you hear the wind blowing him, and then you hear the glass breaking. And he's well, you didn't about, see a body, you didn't see a body, and that's that's the thing that we need to remember because and that's the part that makes me think Jesse isn't alive. Because I mean, she was pretty damn dead, yeah, but so was Biggs. Like, when you ran into Biggs, he was passed out dead too. So
0: uh, I don't know, no, 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 we leave Biggs. He's, he's 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 like dying, he's dying, sort of dying, but, he but doesn't yeah, he's ready to like help, you know, hold over. He's gonna come back after you off. So, you don't see yeah. what happens there. That's why you see him in the bed. That's true. But with Jesse, I mean, she was
2: down, like... Mm-hmm. Cloud had laid her down, and she was... It looked like she seemed to like, exist. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, like, uh,
2: the one that surprised me was Wedge, that he lived, because, like, the last time you see him, it looks like there's something dropping on him. But mm-hmm. then you find him in the basement in that lab.
0: Yeah, the dirt basement. Yeah. Um... Also, some things I also cannot wait to see in this next game. There is a scene in like I can't wait to see uh, Costa del Sol because oh, I want to see well how they're gonna do Hojo surrounded, surrounded by the by women. women. I, I kind of know how they're gonna do that.
2: I think it'll be easy easier now than because in, in the original it seemed so campy.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
2: and I think a lot of that came with the character models. Mm-hmm. These don't look like real people. In, in yeah. this one, it's gonna be like you know Hojo. Might be a slimy dirt bag, but he is rich.
0: True, you know,
2: and gold gold diggers are gonna be into that. You know, that's, that's yeah, that's something oh. you gotta remember. That, that that's how I justified it in the original story. You
0: know, what are some other things about in like the next part of the game that you're excited to see, like Vincent in his first?
1: Give me Vincent! No. Oh my God, give me Vincent, please!
2: I I I honestly think they're gonna make you wait till the third part for Vincent. Oh, because, well, if you think about if you think about the story, the way the story goes and the characters you get, uh, the next character that you would get would be Yuffie.
3: No, if no. you're
2: thinking of the original, which, again, I think I think they're going to make Yuffie and Vincent mandatory this time. Yeah, they yeah. were both optional in the original. So I think they're gonna be mandatory because, you know, they're an advent children and stuff. It's like, well, they must not be that optional. You know, if they're that that integral, and, and Vincent never made sense as an optional character because he's so tied into what's going on, especially with the theory that he might be Sephiroth's father. Mm-hmm. Like, why does he not um, have to be a character? You'd mm-hmm. be pretty much unnecessary as far as the story goes.
0: Well, no, because they make such a big deal about Wutai now. They're really fleshing out their role in the story too.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, this time they will. I'm saying in the original though, like. Oh
3: yeah.
0: The Wu-Tai
2: War was something they kind of talked about, and you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'm anxious in the next one to see what they do in regards to a world map, if that's what they do. Or if they keep it area-based and linear. Relatively linear? linear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I think recreating that world map is going to be so much work. They'd miss out on everything else they could do with this game. So, like, part of me I was like, oh, man, I'd love to see the world map. I'd love to be able to just run around the planet like I did in the original. But I know that that's going to come with the consequence of not having as much content.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: oh, man, the minigames and the, the, and the gold saucer is going to be amazing. Even, mm-hmm.
1: even, if it, even if they trimmed it down to, like, um, where you couldn't control, you could only, like, pick destinations of where to go from, like, the airship. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go to this planet, this, this,
2: this. So yeah. Final Fantasy X style. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because that's much. what they did. It's, it's that's that's like, I think aside from what fifteen, I guess that could be considered a world map. The entire game, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if they'll just do something like that—that's open world,
3: mm-hmm.
2: kind of like. I mean, they they kind of did that with Midgar, but you're definitely damned to like one space at a time. You're either mm-hmm. in Sector Seven, or you're in the Wall Market, or you're at the Shinra Building. You're not really able to just roam to wherever you want,
0: yeah. which, in, in its defense, it it made sense for at least this part of the game. Oh yeah, because yeah, even in
2: the original, the game was very linear up until you left Midgar. Yep, you you were yeah you were. But I, I'd like to see. I'm anxious to see what they do with that. I'm anxious to see also if they keep in the Clouds Past from the
0: original, the story. Oh yeah, that's my guess is how they're gonna, that's how they're going to open it up, like the next seriously is you're gonna start off with the story of nibelheim I, I
2: I think they I think they should do that for anyone who hasn't played the the first game. But I think enough of it is explained in the first game that you already have that frame of reference. Like True. there's enough there's enough flashback where Tifa's freaking out because Sephiroth killed her dad, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you see that in the Shinra building when you get near Genova. Cloud sees that scene where Sephiroth's pulling Genova the 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 shield off of Genova and taking her head. You know, mm-hmm. from the Nibelheim reactor. So, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that.
0: Um, I've I've had one thing I hope they can prove on. This is a gameplay kind of complaint I have. Um, I really hope they fix aerial combat because that yeah. was always my biggest annoyance. When I'm janky. only using Cloud, and you have to fight flying enemies. Oh, I oh, hate like,
1: it. like the scene in the tower where you yeah, have like that... the, the the hella the helicopter people, and they're oh god yes
2: i hated those things so much i got stuck in the harbinger fight near the end because i had Aerith, tifa and cloud and once i killed it's like sub harbingers Mm -hmm. or whatever it still it wasn't dead yet so i had to attack it and it's like well i have to wait till my atb comes up it really slowed down the pacing of that fight Mm-hmm. It made it less exciting. Like the end of it is like, okay, we're still doing this. I wish it would yeah, it just only die. so much I can do
0: with Aerith because yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah. there's those magic balls aren't
2: doing that much damage. And I, I do like that they finally, I, I mean, in the original game, I think Aerith is pretty much the most worthless character in the original. Like, and it's, I mean, thankfully because they get rid of her, but in this game, they made her very, very necessary when you have her.
3: Her her
2: her 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 magic stats when it comes to healing were far beyond anyone else's. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, man. So that is it for our spoiler class on Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Um join us in maybe two to three years. Maybe we do the second part of this series. (laughs) Yeah. Please, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, maybe two to three years.
2: So do you think do you think the next one's gonna be on the PS five only? I think think it has
0: to be. Yeah. I think they'll give us the option of a PS4 release, depending on how long it did a PS5 life cycle it is.
2: Yeah, because I mean, what, PS4's been out for five years?
0: Yeah, well, I remember, like, wasn't it like 20, I want to say 2013, hold on.
2: Uh, Let's
1: see here, it was released in November 15, 2013, in North America. So Seven
2: years, seven years almost.
0: So, That's a
2: long um, life cycle for a console. It
0: mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So I really do hope that, uh, um, you know, I don't have to wait another, God, five years for this game? Next the funny game.
2: part is, if you think, the, the first, what triggered the Final Fantasy VII remake was the tech demo in 2005, mm-hmm. uh, when, the, when, when the PS3 first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's triggered this which is it's crazy to think that oh my gosh that was 15 years ago
0: yeah mm-hmm. no and i'm so glad was, they was... waited for this ps4 for this because i don't think it wouldn't have had the same impact of was ps3 no
2: yeah the, te- the textures and the detail I, there were so many times where i was playing the game and i was just like oh my it's so surreal to see this from this perspective like it, the first time that happened was when i was in cornea's mansion i'm like holy crap this is mm. what it looks like in the other game but you don't get this camera angle and mm-hmm. the the face detail like the pores in yep. the skin oh my god yeah nuts you no. couldn't have done that on the ps3
0: no way mm-hmm. so yeah so that's our final fantasy 7 spoiler cast uh i want to thank joe again for joining us i know i know you really want to talk about it i want to talk yeah. about it yeah so um where, where can people find me joe uh, you
2: can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash retrosetjoe. Also on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and Reddit as Retrosetjoe. With no space. Antonio?
1: And you can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Trifecta. And you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter, also AKL Trifecta.
0: And you can find myself on twitch.tv slash the one, on Facebook and Instagram as the Player One, and on Twitter as Perpetual Player because of character limits. Uh, hey, guys, Gail, you forgot to talk yeah.
2: about your OnlyFans.
0: Oh, man. We
1: can't <laughs> talk about that right now. My OnlyFans is where my drumming stuff was going to be, but then Twitch happened.
0: Oh, yeah. oh you. Oh, well, I'll say that conversation after we're done here. But, um, yeah, so, guys, if you really liked what we do, if you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please leave us a rating, a, uh, a review, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you like your podcast. It will really help us grow. And until that next episode of New Game Plus, stay safe, stay indoors, always continue to do amazing things, and we'll see you on the next episode of New Game Plus. Bye, everybody. See ya.